Amen. So we, uh, last week we shared with you uh, about a ministry we're beginning called River Life Wellness Center. If you weren't here, you can get the audio of that off our website. It would be good for you to hear that, that message that Lenora gave. But this morning we're talking about another ministry. If Natasha Carter would come up, and she's going to share a vision that the Lord's given her and something that he's given us. So just be able to receive. Amen. Let's give Natasha a big hand. Amen. Well, good morning. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to share with you guys today just um, a vision and dream that the Lord has really put in my heart for inner city kids. Um, how many of you guys know that God loves children? And God speaks powerfully to children. And there is an adversary that is out there to steal our kids. And um, you see this a lot of times happening in the inner city. Um, for those of you guys that don't know too much about me, um, I've been working with inner city children for the past six years. Um, I worked with an outreach in Charlotte where we would um, go into the worst parts of East Charlotte. And when I say worst, I mean they were bad. Okay, so we went to some really rough areas of East Charlotte, and we would go in there and we would build relationships with the children and the parents living in those communities. And then every Saturday we would bring in buses, where we would bust these children in to a facility where we would feed them, we would play games with them, do crafts with them, and really just take some time and just disciple them and teach them that God has plans and purposes for their lives and destinies and callings on their lives. And, you know, a lot of times people, when you think of inner city, um, you know, sometimes the words that come to people's mind are, you know, crime, drugs, gangs, you know, danger, and this is true. This is a, you do find a lot of this stuff in the inner city, but a lot of times what people forget is that there are little innocent children that are born into these situations. They are being raised, um, they are being trained up in this stuff, and for them, there's no way out. There's no hope. A lot of them, you know, they don't go to church. You know, they don't have parents that bring them to church. You know, they, they don't see they don't see any way out for them, and um, I just wanted to share a few statistics, if we have that ready. Um, these are some statistics that um, from America. So this is happening not on the other side of the world, but in America. Do we have that working? Nope. Okay. That's okay. I'll just tell you. Um, in America, there are about 7.3 million children that have a father or a mother that are living in a state or federal prison. So 7.3 million children that are growing up without their parents. Okay, out of these 7.3 million children, the average age for these are 8 years old. So that's pretty young. You know, those kids really need, you know, their parents. Um, 60% of these people that are in these prisons, 60% of them are located in a facility about 100 miles away from where they live. So they're 100 miles away from their children. Okay, so you have these little kids that are growing up in just really rough situations. They don't have lots of times a father, you know, or a mother that, that is stable in their life, you know, to help them in everything. Um, I would say in my experience over probably about with the, I probably have met about 600 kids and families. And out of that, I can probably remember uh, about five of them that had a father living in the homes with them. And, um, 
lots of times, you know, the mothers, they're single mothers, and they're doing everything they can, you know, to get by and to numb the pain, you know, in their own heart from things they've experienced as a child. Because it's just a generational thing. It just keeps going and going. And, you know, um, just to share uh, a short story with you, I met a girl in Charlotte about five years ago. She was a little girl named Takoria. And she came to our children's outreach every single Saturday. And she was, she's a beautiful girl. She's full of life, really hyper, really excited. Um, she was the little girl that would cling to your leg, and you would just really have to pray for grace and patience, you know. And she was just, you know, with you all the time. And um, one day, um, after work, me and some friends went, and we just went to visit with the families. And we went to Decoria's house. And, you know, her mother was really closed off towards us, you know, closed off towards us and she really just didn't want anything to do with us and we really because we minister to her child it really opened a door for us to minister to her and she just let us come into her house and we um, got to see Takoria and it was really weird because she was just a different person in that environment you know she was scared you know, she was in a corner just by herself. You know, she was hurting. You know, that kid's outreach was her hope. You know, that was the only time she got to hear, you know, about the Lord. You know, that was, that was a break away from the reality that she lived in every day. And, you know, after talking to her mother, you know, her mother was, you know, on some heavy drugs. She was uh, dealing drugs. She was doing everything she could. She um, would do everything she could to make money. Um, she would sell herself, you know, to men or women. It didn't matter. Anything to make money. And her little girl was watching all of this. And she was hurting. And, I mean, it's just heartbreaking. And this is the reality that these kids live in every single day. This is the reality that they're living in right now. And this is not halfway across the world. This is in Mooresville. This is right down the street. This is in Huntersville. This is in Charlotte. It's happening this second. You know, while we're in church and we're experiencing, you know, the presence of the Lord, they're just in terrible situations. And so this is what I propose we do about it. Um, In January, we're going to be starting a ministry here called Kids Corner. And um, Kids Corner is going to be an outreach where we're going to go into the communities at Lee, uh, Lee Park. We're going to go into the communities in Mooresville, and we're going to reach these kids, and we're going to bring the love of the Lord to them. You know, God has been so gracious to us, and he has really revealed to this church the love of the Father. And that's what these kids need. They need love, and they need hope. And obviously they're not here, so we need to go bring that to them. Um, do we have any of the PowerPoint working? Okay, well, that's okay. So um, the heart and mission of Kids Corner is basically to go out and reach, you know, the lost and the unchurched kids, you know, the inner city kids in Mooresville. And we really just want to train these kids, and we want to equip them in the destinies and callings that the Lord has for their life. Um, Because he has great destinies and great callings for their lives. And I am really excited, and you should be too, because God wants to use us to pour, you know, what the Lord's been putting in us. He wants us to go out and give that to these kids and to these families. And um, there are a lot of ways that you can help. You know, if you're sitting in your seat right now and you just are interested in helping 
at all. No, we're going to need a lot of help. And what we're going to do um, starting January 16th until the end of March, every Saturday we're going to go into these communities and we're going to visit with the families for about an hour, just start building relationships. Oh, there we go. Yeah. His corner. Okay. Um, we're going to go into the... Um, neighborhoods and we're just going to start building relationships with the families there and then we're going to have a children's outreach in the at Lee Park where they live and we're going to have we're going to have food for them we're going to have games for them and we're going to share the gospel with them and we're going to teach them you know that the Lord has plans for their life and they're good plans and you know just really pour out the love of the Lord and these are some areas that we just need help in um, we need somebody to come and help run some sound you know, while we're out in the park, um, we're going to be playing games with the kids every week. So we need people that will just come and just love on the kids. That's all. If you're sitting here and you're breathing, you are capable to do this. That's all it takes. So um, just come and love on these kids. We need um, people that have a heart for drama, that want to come and do some fun skits. I got some hilarious costumes, some really funny wigs. It's going to be really funny. I just need people to wear them. So, um, People that have a heart for worship to come and teach the kids how to worship and worship together. Um, you can read all this. You know, people to come and pray for the kids. People to come and help give food out to the kids. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, also, I know we are going to be doing this every Saturday on a tri-semester schedule, meaning we'll do it from January into March. We're going to take a few months off and just kind of, you know, take a little break, just you know, rest a little bit. And then we're going to go back in the communities and do it every Saturday again for another couple of months. Take a few months off and then do it again in December. So that way everybody's not getting burnt out. You know, we're having some breaks in there. And also I know that it's not realistic that everybody can help every Saturday. And that's okay. You don't have to help every Saturday. You can help every other Saturday. You can help once a month. You can help once every other month. You know, whatever your heart is. But um, I just encourage you, if you're just sitting in your seats and this is really something that's tugging at your heart, um, I'm going to have a table out in the foyer after church. If you want to just come talk to me and just sign up with me, let me get your number and everything. And, um, you know, I'll put a schedule together and we'll just get this thing rolling. So I'm really excited. Oh, and do we have, yeah, I just want to share this testimony. Okay, um, this is a really cool testimony. This is Diamond. Isn't she pretty? She's just beautiful. Um, I met Diamond about five years ago. Um, she lived in one of the worst parts of East Charlotte. Um, when we would be in her neighborhoods, like, talking and visiting with her, the cops would come up to us and be like, are you out of your mind? Like, what are you doing here? You know, so it just, it really wasn't a very, you know, good part of town. So anyways, Diamond's one of the girls that, you know, is being raised up in this mess. She has two older brothers and an older sister, all under the age of 12. And um, they started going to our children's outreaches a few years ago. Well, last summer, uh, the Aquatic Center, last summer meaning 2008, the Aquatic Center in downtown Charlotte um, offered to give some of our kids free swimming lessons. So um, every Sunday after church, I would go pick up Diamond and her brothers and sisters and a few other kids, and we'd all go swimming. And it was really fun. Well, um, one Sunday after church, it was raining really hard, and this is an outdoor pool we were in, so of course our lessons got canceled. Well, this is all these kids have to look forward to. I mean, I'm being serious. I'm not just saying that. I mean, they just, this was their escape from just their life, you know, and um, I knew that the swimming lessons were canceled, but 
you know, they have a lot of people in their life that just don't stay committed to them. So I was like, well, let me just bring the bus around just because I said I'd be there every, you know, Sunday and let me just see if they're there. Well, sure enough, I get to their house and you have Diamond and all her brothers and sisters standing in the rain with their little bathing suits on, holding their little, you know, backpacks, you know, ready to go swimming, just drenched, just standing there, just waiting. And so, um, and, you know, it just really, it just really broke me. And so I picked him up and I was like, you know, um, we can't go swimming, but let's go to McDonald's in our bathing suits. Let's just go. So um, we got to McDonald's and, um, you know, we had really been teaching the kids that semester about laying hands on people and really imparting to others what the Lord had given to them. And so we got into McDonald's and, I mean, the Holy Spirit just came and the kids just were getting, like, intoxicated. Like, they were just laughing, like, uncontrollably, and it was really exciting. Well, then her little brother, or her older brother, we used to call him Pastor Giggles as his nickname, because this boy just carried the joy of the Lord, which was surprising considering the circumstances he was living in. He just looked at me, and he was like, Miss Natasha. He's like, I need to pray for people right now. And I was like, okay. So, um... He started getting up with his brothers and sisters, and he would go and lay hands. They were going around to all the customers in McDonald's and laying hands on them and just going up to them and being like, you know, what can I pray for you today, you know, for? And, um, you know, he would just, they would go and they would lay hands on all the customers, and people started getting touched in McDonald's. And then the kids decided, you know, I just want to worship the Lord. So they got all the customers together, and they were just having church at McDonald's. They just started worshiping the Lord and this was in East Charlotte and some rough neighborhoods, just a few kids that got the vision, you know, they, they got the heart, and they brought it. So I'm really excited because this is what the Lord wants to do here. This is what he wants to do through this church, through the Father's house. He wants to bring that to There are kids right now today waiting for us. They're, they're ready. Their hearts are ready. So I'm ready. I hope you're ready. So if you are, come talk to me after church.